The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And we have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. So, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So mm. screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I added to screw you, of course, but <laughs> we've done this show for 20 years. Ever. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. <laughs> and uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Place where money meets politics, always an open mic session if you want to hop on board. 1-800-616-9236. Again, 1-800-616-9236. And uh, if you've got questions about you and your money, we'd be happy to do our best to try to uh, answer those questions. And uh, But, of course, anything we're talking about, always an open mic session. Make sure you hop on board. Again, 8030930. If you're locally locally here in Western New York, uh, going all the way out now into the Rochester market, uh, and of course one eight hundred six one six nine two three six. We've got a jam packed show for you once again. Uh, we uh, manage our lives by Saturdays, and Saturday comes and goes every week very very quickly. I wish we had uh, more time on the show, but. Uh, they only allot us two hours, so we try to uh, we talk really fast. We try to get as much in as possible, and uh, and we know we talk fast, by the way. And uh, you listeners that call in at least once a month and tell us to slow down for twenty years, <laughs> clearly we uh, didn't get the message. So uh, we're going to try to fit in as much as possible. But uh, again, hop on board. Don't wait till the end of the show, folks. Esther Lee is the tax lady taking over at three o'clock. One eight hundred six one six nine two three six. If you want to hop on board early, and again, uh, if you need us throughout the week, six three three fifteen fifteen, and eight three three Fin Guys. If you're out in the Rochester area, eight three three Fin Guys. Uh, of course, you can always go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, for, and find all of our social media stuff. By the way, in our podcast, weekly podcast, we do, um, and you can uh, everything on the website, anything social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. So go to our website, financialguys.com. Um, all over the place today, Glenn. I have no idea where to start. I know we're going to talk a little bit of trade. Uh, I guess you'd say the first phase of the trade deal, I guess, uh, was authorized on uh, Friday. And uh, I don't know, stock markets didn't really seem to do much on Friday, but certainly uh, I think pre-anticipating that yeah. we were going to get something done because earlier in the week the markets did really well. Yeah. And, uh, sorry. Yeah, so let's say Thursday the markets were up 300 points and you know, 300 and change, and that was because yeah. of the, the announcement and the anticipation of the trade deal getting done. 
Trump had a great week, despite yes. the fact that uh, winning again, yeah, winning again. Everything that was uh, on the news, of course, was impeachment, it, impeachment, impeachment, and as a result, the uh, you know places like CNN continue to plummet in the polls. But he got <laughs> nobody, uh, no, literally nobody no, outside of the airport. Nobody is watching no. CNN. This if should have been their greatest week ever. Right? It should have been <laughs> right. Right. If it wasn't for the airport, I'm telling you, yeah. nobody would be watching. No, right. They have no ratings whatsoever. Why people advertise on that station? I have no idea. I mean, it's I just, know. unless it's just because it's super cheap. But here's what Trump uh, was able to. It's like free. I think you things. can buy a commercial on CNN for like five bucks or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Here's what Trump did just this week. He's got the agreement done for the uh, U.S.-Mexico-Canada deal, right? Uh-huh. So the USMCA, the Democrats are finally going to move it through in the House. That's going to get approved. Yeah. That's moving forward. The new budget that they passed this week, although disgustingly gross, yeah, gross. Um, uh, yeah. still was able to secure $1.3 billion in funding for his border wall and uh, was able to block a government shutdown. Well, what's, uh, what what is, that? Approved, is that? Is that a construction? Is that, is yeah, that a, is, yeah is, exactly. There, we're building a wall? Whoa. So another, you know, promise, another thing accomplished. Yeah, Checkmate. Yeah, promises <laughs> kept. Yeah, exactly. Promises, promises kept. kept. I love that. Promises, promises kept. kept, right? House approval for the U.S. Space Force. This was something that Trump had rolled out that people laughed at. And he said, listen, we have to form a brand-new branch of the military that's going to dominate space. And he dubbed it U.S. Space Force. Well, guess what? The House approved that this week. Winning again. Government family leave. That will be a model for the proposal for the public. Uh, That moved through this week. Uh, The tentative agreement, of course, that we just talked about, the trade deal with China. Yep. uh, Phase one, complete. Please Um, add add the following, or the week before, we talked about 700,000 able-bodied people getting uh, cut off of food stamps. Yep. So uh, back to work or starve. 18 to 49-year-old men without uh, able-bodied yeah. men yep. Not with, disabled. without children uh, are, you know, actually have to get a job over a certain period of time before they're eligible once again for food stamps. So, or they could go hungry. Yeah. That's fine, too. That's now, your choice. That's seems your choice. to me there's a lot of job opportunities out there, even yeah. here in western New York. That yep. Western New York, arguably one of the more struggling places in the country. Uh, you know, always uh, falling behind, of course, the business-friendly places like Florida and Texas. But yet there's help wanted signs everywhere, everywhere. Right. So if you want a job, you got it. So yeah. You don't have to choose, you know, starvation. You can no. certainly go out and choose just to actually go to work, work yeah. and earn a paycheck like the rest of the world does. A couple more things that Trump approved ju- or got done just this week. Uh, the approval of Trump's 50th federal appellate court judge. The confirmation of a new Food and Drug Administration chief, and finally the signing of a pro-Israel anti-Semitism executive order, and on top of that, the Wall Street hit yet another record, and uh, and unemployment yeah, rates at three point six percent percent. So winning, winning, and more winning. Not a great week. Tough for platform to run against, you know. Really, oh. truly, a tough platform to run against. I, I can't stand talking about impeachment anymore. These 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 Democrats make me Neither so sick to my stomach. America, they they just makes me so sick. Does anybody have any actual proof? No. Okay, done. Here's what's, what's going to happen. <laughs> this is already this has already basically been scripted. Did, did out, you so. see by the way he sent out a thank you card to Adam Schiff this week? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. He just he trolls them something fierce. He's just so great at it. Thank you, Adam, for walking me back into the White House next year. I just wanted to really, that's that's him, beautiful. It is beautiful. His whole team, though, there was a tweet out earlier in the week from uh, I'll try to find it here from the uh, from the White House team. Again, just totally trolling the, uh, the the Democrats and the media, and it's just great because now the whole team is in on it, right? So. Uh, I'll find it and I'll read it a little bit, but it's hilarious. It yeah. really is. Yeah, so we'll talk about markets, talk about, oh, the green light law. Yes, illegals. Yes. Illegals will get a driver's license 
And it's something like just under 300,000 illegal immigrants expected to apply for a driver's license over the next year, half of them in New York State. So that's a good deal, I guess. Apparently, those are votes, right? And, uh, you know, I love when these Democrats say, oh, no, no, it's not about voting. No, 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 no. It's all about, you know, just getting them to be safe, to, to, to get them a driver's license so they're safe on the roads. Of course, it's yeah, all that, that, about that. voting illegally, right. right? Remember that motor vote, uh, what was it, the motor voter law? It goes yep. all the way back to 1993, and uh, you know the there was a um, a voter registration or another name for national voter registration by allowing voters to register at the DMV. So you know what that reminds me a lot of this motor voter law. It reminds me of the Community Reinvestment Act. You know something that was started under Jimmy Carter, then supercharged under Clinton, and then blew up our economy years later. The motor voter law intended to now register people at the DMV to vote, um, you know, again, let's bring back an oldie but a goodie, just like Clinton did with the Community Reinvestment Act. Let's bring this motor voter law back, uh, an oldie but a goodie, but uh, we'll be registering them to vote in the great state of New York. That's the intention of it. Everybody knows it. And, uh, you know, thankfully, locally here, at least we've got some folks like Mickey Kern who are saying, hey, look, if you see these people and they're illegal immigrants, um, you know, why don't we try to go after them right. <laughs> and round them up as they're getting a license? Yeah. I love it. Well, I, it love was it. Phil- I think it was Philadelphia this week that um, released yet another illegal alien, this time a child sex predator. Good. good. Unfortunately, ICE was able to scoop him up as he was walking out of jail. But. I mean, think about that for a second. The hatred of Trump is so great, and the hatred of his policies and to make America safe and to put America first are so great that they're willing to put children and families at risk by releasing sex offenders and child predators. Crazy. That's what the Democrats Disgusting. are doing in sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. Disgusting. And, and, of course, that's what we're going to be doing in New York because starting in January, we become a sanctuary state, I yep. believe, right? So yep. first step is illegal uh, driver's licenses for illegal aliens. That's no problem. Uh, we have a no bail requirement right. now. So, so, so think about this. Criminals back out. Once they get arrested, we just put them right back on the street. Yeah. It's amazing. So you're giving an illegal immigrant a an ID, right, which will then allow, of course, will allow him to eventually get maybe or him or her a hunting license, open a bank account, right? Uh, but, you know, how hard would it be to come up with a fake Social Security card and now say, here's my driver's sure. license, here's my Social Security card, I want to vote. And for those of you that say, oh, well, that, no, they wouldn't do that. They've no. already broken the law once. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got, they they've got, a, they've got a track evidence. record of breaking the law. That's how they got here, right? There's ample evidence across the country of voter fraud consistently, and 99% of the time it happens to be Democrats that are the ones that are perpetrating the fraud. So very rarely do they ever find the trunk full of Republican ballots. Never, no, never. No. They no, never do. No, never. they never do. It's never do. That's so, totally- wow, this, this whole trunk full, it just so happens to be that every one of them is a Democratic ballot. Like, what are the odds? You what won't believe odds? this. Yeah, you won't In the not. front of a Walmart parking lot. It's like the kid who ate his homework. Or, we or, found or a Toyota. Right? Yeah, you're not going to believe this, teacher. But <laughs> the dog, I swear to you, ate my homework. Right? It's yeah. the same argument. I swear yeah. to God, this is on my on my mother's life. The trunk was full of all Democrat ballots. It was, I, I swear. <laughs> we it's found just, a Volkswagen. It's, it's just just happened to be sitting in the at corner at the end of my street. And I, <laughs> when I opened the door, all those, yeah. <laughs> they all fell out. Just as preposterous. Democrat, you know, Democrat, Democrat. Wow. Would you look at that? Look at, look at that. 
the uh, for those that think it, you know, how much worse going to get in New York? Uh, look at what's going on in Virginia. We'll talk about this in the next hour because we got some special guests how about, coming. How about in, Portland? But, how about Portland? Well, you, well, you but Virginia have... just got the Virginia uh, just took over the legislature, right? The Democrats did. So now you got the governorship. Remember the governor who wanted to, you know, just make the baby comfortable while the mom and the doctor discuss what to do with it after birth, right? That was yeah. just the same governor now, but the Democrats have taken over the entire legislature. And they have rushed through gun uh, restrictions like you wouldn't believe. So bringing in more illegals, putting them back on the streets based on the sanctuary policies, releasing uh, uh, citizen criminals. I mean, just putting them back out there for no bail policy, while at the same time restricting our ability to defend ourselves. Like, this will go well, right? We're going to depend on government to protect us and be there uh, at every step of the way when something bad happens. It's it's not even logical. We're going to talk about markets, trade, green law, student loan debt, student problems. The waste report, right? And and let's criticize the Republicans a little bit for a massive, a massive budget that they put together. So when the debt, when the Republicans come and say they need money, say you already have enough of it. <laughs> you you right. seem to spend our money just as well. Remember when you all ran for office and said you were going to be fiscally conservative and you were sick and tired of the Democrats bankrupting our country? Well, you seem to be doing a pretty good job of it yourself. Yep. Um, let's seek in David in Toronto. Is this our electric car, David? I think. Yes, I believe David, it. how are you, sir? First, I would like to... Did you get that new car yet, David, or no? I'm a poor man. I can't afford... I know it. I know it. You're killing our our world, though, buddy. Yes, yes. You're killing our world. Okay. What I would... Okay. It doesn't matter for you, though. If Trump is uh, not uh, guilty of uh, that call which he made to uh, Ukrainian president, uh, why he does not... Go to the Congress or to the Republicans, to anyone, and give them. I think he released all the transcripts, didn't he? Not he did not release the transcript. That's a, just a, 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 a summary of the call. Okay, forget about that call. No, I, I, I think he. I think he released not only the summary. I think he released the entire transcript. Yeah, he did. He released the whole transcript, David. Here it is. No, Here, here's what went on. Transcript. Yes, he did. Everybody knows that's not a transcript. Okay. Now the issue is that he's uh, withheld the, uh, the, 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 that aid which was... The, the issue is the Democrats are going to get it's their butts whipped in, in next year's election, and this yeah. is the Hail Mary pass. So Yeah, well, there's no chance here. Can you reply to my question? Sure, sorry, I'll, I'll give me a is second. A question or a statement? Because you keep making statements. I haven't heard a question yet. My question to you is this. Trump held the aid to Ukraine. That's the given. He acknowledges everybody knows about that. He said that, oh, they did not know that aid is being withheld. Now, how in the hell the Ukrainians were supposed to know what they are to, to get that aid? He okay, but, but let, me, let me just say this, David. Let me answer your question this way. Tell anyone. At the end of the day, no aid was withheld no, but- and no investigation was reopened, right? So the whole argument from the Democrats, David, not- is that he withheld aid until they reopened the investigation. The aid was released. They never knew that any aid was withheld, and they never actually launched the investigation that he wanted them to launch. So, you know, you there's no exchange of anything. And even if there was, don't you think that it happens all the time? Don't you think every—I think we should, by the way. I think we should go to places like Egypt, Libya, Ukraine, and say, listen, if you want our aid— if listen, if you want my money, okay— that aid is my money. That's Mike Lomas's money. Mm-hmm. That's all of our U.S. listeners' money. It's not your money, David. You're in Toronto, right? But this is our money. 
If you're going to take our taxpayer money that we worked hard for, going to work Monday through Friday and in some cases Saturday, Sunday, right, and you're going to give it to another country, I damn well expect you to ask for something back. You're darn right it's going to come with strings. Let let, let me me ask you this, David. Did you think it was at all fishy that uh, Biden's son was on that that Air Force Two and he got a major deal, billions of dollars, without any track record? You are not answering my question. We did answer your question. question. We just answered it. I answered very specifically your question. But don't you think that smells a withheld? And no investigation was restarted. And and don't you think? By by the way, Biden was not a candidate for president at that point. But don't you think it's at all? Doesn't it smell at all fishy to you that the Biden family has made millions of dollars? And, and and Hunter Biden specifically has has no uh, background in anything that's made him millions of dollars. Okay, and, and he specifically had ties that, to his father. Jared Kushner is a and the Ukraine. Please, is Jared Kushner a seasoned diplomat that he is negotiating a peace deal in the Middle East? So that was okay then. It was okay. No, it's not okay. The, the, please, my question to you was very simple. My question is this. That Trump withheld the aid without anyone doing it. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't though. He didn't withhold the aid. The, the aid was released. Whether the aid it was, was released. Temporary David. or not, it, it doesn't matter. Look, here, here's the here's what this is akin to, David. This is like you uh, taking me to trial for robbing a bank that was never robbed, right? You could say, Glenn, you robbed that bank, but the, at the end of the day. The bank robbery never happened, right? You could say, well, your intent was to rob the bank. You could say, well, okay, fine. But at the end of the day, you cannot take me to court and try me for robbing a bank that was never robbed, right? Yeah. There was no crime here was committed, right? Uh, the, 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 and you look at just look at the articles of impeachment, right? There's no bribery is not what he's being brought up on. Right, he's not being brought up. Uh, on quid well, pro originally quo. they tried to, right? No, he's not, they don't have that. They no. don't have that. Not even close. They're, yeah. they're bringing him up on abuse of presidential power. Well, guess what, Mister? I got a pen and a phone, and I'm going to abuse the heck out of it. Mister Obama did the exact same thing. He abused his power left, right, and center. Every president stretches the 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 power that they have. It, this president, coincidentally, really has not. He's been accused of it repeatedly. But every single president, and again, for my taxpayer money, I darn well expect a president to reach out to a country and say, yeah, we'll give you a billion dollars in, in new uh, F, you know, 15s or, or, or military equipment. But here's what we want in return. Now, keep in mind that while Russia rolled into eastern Ukraine and took Crimea, Obama sent him blankets. They were asking for weapons. They were looking for military aid. Obama said, nope. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to let Russia just go ahead and seize your territory. But he sent them blankets. He did. That's exactly what he did. Now, Trump comes in and goes, no, no, Russia's not our ally. We're not going to send blankets. We're going to send you military equipment. And that's exactly what Trump did. He sent billions of dollars in military equipment and aid so that they could actually defend their borders, and it stopped Russia in their tracks from what they were doing. Now, who's, who's more influenced by Russia? Let's see. Who would Russia rather have? The Democrats who just roll over and send blankets or a Trump that sent military equipment to say that Trump is in the pocket of Putin is such a laughable joke by people on the left. When you look at the facts like this, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and, the, the and the Democrats know that if there was any corruption or if yeah. anything smells like garbage, it was the Biden family. Well, right. He's, he's and so and, and we should continue to go after that and expose that because Absolutely. there was clearly, clearly, clearly some violations there. All right. We got to take a quick break here. Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike. 
Frank Lomas Glen Wiggle. If uh, you, you by the way, want to hop on board, 1 800 616 9236. 1 800 616 9236. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 633 1515 locally here in Buffalo. And of course, our Rochester office, 833 FinGuys. If, uh, if you think like us, you want to interview our team of investment professionals, it is a one stop financial shop. If you have, uh, if you need help with financial planning, uh, retirement planning, estate planning, social security planning, Medicare planning. If you're turning 65 throughout the year, independent certified Medicare reps that can help. So use our team as a resource. Quick break here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. We'll be back. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit, for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. Although I've been around for a while, I can remember when a hot story broke and the reporters would run in yelling, stop the chisels. But I am aware of my age. When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me. You're listening to The Financial Guys, local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. Need our help throughout the week, folks. We do manage money for a living. We have a lot of fun with this show, Monday through Friday, managing money. We have chartered financial analysts, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners at the offices. We work as a team. We've departmentalized, uh, whether it's social security planning with certified social security claiming strategists, a divorce planning, certified divorce financial analyst, uh, and we work together estate planning if you need a wills, healthcare proxies, power of attorneys. Again, uh, we are very comprehensive, working together as a team. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, 633-1515, our 305 Spindrift office, Spindrift and Whirly, and out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS. Independent Medicare experts as well, by the way. And it's not too late if you um, think you made the wrong uh, or picked the wrong option with Medicare. Reach out to our independent certified experts. They are there all year long to help. If you're turning 65, don't wait until you're 65 Reach out, sit down with our uh, our experts, and they will uh, point you in the right direction. Independent and certified. Again, 633-1515 and 833-FINGUYS out in the Rochester area. And our website, thefinancialguys.com. If you have specific financial questions, you can go to our website, and we'll do our best to point you in the right direction. Um, what do you want? We are out of time. Are you kidding me? Wow, that was a late break. All right, we'll be back. Yeah, so financial guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930.
Alrighty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. Place where money meets politics if you need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515, 833-FINGUYS if you're out in the Rochester area. We do have a, uh, investment professionals that not only go back and forth from Buffalo to Rochester, but a, an office out that way. So 833-FINGUYS. We've got certified Medicare reps out there as well and a Social Security claiming strategist as well. So if you need our help... Of course, with retirement planning, estate planning, we are here for you. Our website, thefinancialguys.com. You know, it's so funny to me. They're talking about Trump withholding money, but isn't that what Joe Biden did? I mean, wasn't he on? Wasn't he on tape? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he threaten to withhold USA to the Ukraine if they didn't do business with his son's company? (laughs) Well, they they actually he wanted the prosecutor fired that was investigating his son's company. That's right. Here's the difference, though. Like, uh, but wouldn't you, as the president, look into that? I mean, I think Trump has an obligation to do that. Of course, but if Biden was over there uh, as the vice president, as he was, and he said, "Look, it, we're not giving you the billion dollars." unless you investigate this corruption or you do something for America, that would be totally fine. Right. Right. That's okay. That's how business deals are supposed to roll, right? But the difference for Biden was that he he withheld U.S. aid for his own family's personal benefit. You cannot make the same case with Trump. They're trying to. Right. They're trying to say that Trump personally benefited because this investigation would have been into his political opponent. But the Biden family did. Why? I mean, that's one thing I, I continue to say is, that the, Trump should go after that and he can should sure. continue to well, expose that corruption. Once the, once the race starts. But, yeah. But the thing is, is that you, basically what we're doing is the Democrats are impeaching or trying to impeach President Trump for exactly what Hillary Clinton did. Yep. Because Hillary Clinton, the DNC, with the knowledge of Barack Obama and the support of his FBI, paid a foreign person, Christopher Steele, to dig up dirt through Russia, which he did. And then they 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 slip that into the mainstream intelligentsia of this FBI and the and and the uh, you know CIA, and they were able to circulate that amongst the the uh, you know the the intelligence agencies, and they and that was the basis for mm-hmm. using that for the FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. So exactly what Hillary did yeah. is what they're going after Trump for, uh, asking a foreign uh, entity to influence a, a U.S. election, is exactly what Hillary mm. Clinton did with the Steele dossier. Yep. This is Biden, in his own words. Again, this is for his family's benefit. This doesn't benefit the U.S. For no. them to fire the prosecutor that was looking into yeah. Burisma. His, his gas tycoon son who had zero right. experience. This doesn't help the U.S. necessarily. <laughs> no unless they're going to put another stronger prosecutor in. Now, the, the allegation from the Democrats was that this particular prosecutor was corrupt and they wanted him to go. But the, this other prosecutor that they let go was never actually charged with anything. He was never brought up on bribery or corruption or, or any of those types of charges. But here's Biden in his own words. Maybe. <laughs> or not. <laughs> and that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they, had, they were walking out to press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not gonna, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. 
Mm. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. Mm. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Mm. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. If the prosecutor's you not fired. fired, you're not getting the money. Mm. Oh, son of a yeah, so wow. there you go. Look so, at that. So you got fired. What do you know? <laughs> Would you look at that? Well, what do you know, right? <laughs> Why was he asking the wow. prosecutor to be fired? Well, he's asking the prosecutor to be fired because the prosecutor was looking into Burisma Holdings, as was uh, Ukraine at the time as well. Yeah. And now, uh, who again, was on the know, board of Burisma Holdings? Hmm. Yeah. Well, mm. not only was Hunter Biden mm. on the board, so was John Kerry's nephew. Yeah. I think so was a, a nephew of <laughs> yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Mitt Romney might have been on the son. Act, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the swamp is gosh. deep. It's dirty. It's sticky. <laughs> it's muddy. And it smells <laughs> it like sure pollution. Is. Yeah. All right. Let's right, sneak right. in some folks here. Uh, let's welcome Rochelle from our office. Rochelle, how are you? How are you guys? We are great wonderful. Party on Thursday. Nice job putting that together. Oh, yeah. It was a great party. Yeah. Great party. Although our, our bodies are not, uh, at least mine, isn't like it used to be. <laughs> Friday, yeah. Friday had a lot of water. I get up to hunt the next morning. I made it in the woods. That's good. Not, yeah. yep, so. I'm just calling in to touch base and let everybody know about our new TFG Academy schedule that is out for the first quarter of 2020. So I just wanted to uh, highlight the fact that we kicked the year off January 29th with tax planning. The EG tax team will be um, in the house on Spindrift at our flagship office, um, talking about any tax updates and new filing considerations, things like that through the 2019 tax return. What's the date for the EG tax workshop? And that, by the way, that's right at our office. Easy to get into, easy to have plenty of parking. 305 Spindrift, which is on the corner of Worley and Spindrift, you can pop in and out, get you in and out of there usually within an hour. But when's that first tax uh, workshop? January 29th. It's a Wednesday, like we always do, at 6.15 p.m., same as all the other Academy workshops. So it's January 29th. So um, it's already, we already have uh, quite a few people signed up for that. So, um, you know, if you want to be a part of that, hit the website, thefinancialguys.com, or give the office a call and let us know you'd like to attend that one because it's, it's already filling up pretty quickly. Um, and then February, we have the Economic and Markets Update. and March, Social Security, we're going to probably... Social securities are uh, one of our, you know, most popular uh, workshops. So we'll probably be sneaking another workshop in there pretty quickly too, because there's a, there's already some people signing up for the social security as well as our economic and markets update. But um, yeah, we have quite a few events coming up for the first quarter. Yeah, social security guys always popular. Estate planning popular. Tax obviously popular. So go to our website for all the educational updates and the series that we provide. Right. Yeah thefinancialguys.com. Awesome, Rochelle. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll Thank see you, you Monday. Have a great weekend. <laughs> All right. You too. Thanks. Thanks. We had a great party on Thursday over at Salvatore's, and I wanted to just give a shout-out to uh, our fan that stopped in. She was at another party at, or another event at Salvatore's, and she saw the Financial Guys holiday party sign, and so she stopped in and uh, and said hello, and we had a nice little short conversation there at the bar, and uh, Nice, uh, nice to always meet a fan who uh, enjoys the show. So thanks yeah. for listening, and thanks for stopping in to say hi. I really do appreciate it. So Absolutely, yes. And participate in our upcoming educational breakouts. And by the way, you know, great year in the stock market, and, you know, with our models. And I was doing a review last uh, last yesterday evening, actually, uh, and in the office. And we're talking about, you know, the, this particular client was in a balanced model for the year, and we had a good year. We're talking about rebalancing the portfolio and automatically rebalancing the portfolio 
to slowly become a little bit more conservative throughout the year. And it was funny because looking back at the last 12 months, folks, if you do a rolling 12-month calculation on your portfolios, well, you should notice that last December, if you're in a balanced or a more growth-oriented model, last December was a bad month in the stock market. We had a pullback, right? And as I was reviewing with this client, I said, you know, last December, we were able to rebalance your portfolio to take advantage of, the low, of those lower, uh, lower prices on the market, right? But as the market came back this year, we're doing just the opposite. And so, you know, technology today can be your, your friend. You should embrace it. And, you know, I, I've always said making wholesale crazy moves in the investment world won't work. I, we've never found anybody that can get in and out and time the market, but making slow, baby, subtle adjustments along the way can really help put you in the right positions, whether that's taking advantage of the downside of the market or like the last 12 months as the market's come back and had a handsome and, uh, return, start to put yourself in a position for that next correction. And I don't know what it's going to be. So people say all the time, well, when, when's the next correction going to be? It's got uh, It's got to come tomorrow because the stock market's been going up for quite a while. No, it doesn't. It could take years, uh, but it can also take a month. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and, and most analysts that we're talking to, including our own, are are ex are not expecting a massive pullback. I mean, they're talking, you know, five to eight percent, which yeah. is pretty normal market volatility, yeah. really. But you know, last year we had the the Fed raise interest rates in December, and then also indicate that he was going to raise them three more times, right, uh, in 2019, and that was really the kick in the teeth for the market, right? That's what really we had a one day, I believe, was down like 800. Points. Points, yeah. Right before Christmas. And a lot of that was Fed driven. Now, contrast that with this year. Right. Uh, you know, the, the Trump has says uh, really called out uh, Jerome Powell and the, uh, the Fed chief and said, listen, man, get your act yeah. together. Think, think about the last two months. Us, right? the, get, the, get Fed, the Fed has gone from saying we're going to aggressively raise interest yeah, rates and scare the daylights out of the market to cutting rates. Yeah. yeah so right. and I didn't agree with the cutting of the rates, but uh, interest rates are, are seem to be you know well, relatively stable and slow. Inflation well, seems to be in check, which is more important right now. And most yeah. importantly, he's indicated for next year, you know, we're going to wait and see. We're not looking to raise rates right yeah. now. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see now becoming, you know, be, begin to get factored into the markets are some of these better trade deals, right? So the trade deals coming, uh, the China trade deal, the USMCA, those are going to help American workers. That's going to help the American economy, and that's going to help the, our corporate earnings, which is ultimately going to continue to drive the stock market. So a couple of articles here from CNBC, you know, uh, the, the path is clear for a year-end rally with key hurdles like the trade war removed. And I agree. I think you, you get the, you know, we're probably just finished the year strong here. And then, you know, do you get some profit-taking in January? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, does it cause a, a, a couple percent correction? Sure. I mean, you could have that in one or two days. But does that mean that we're in suddenly in a, in a we should go to cash or try to time that? I mean, that's just unfortunately not really a realistic type of scenario, nor would you really want to, right? Yeah. So if you see that opportunity and you have some cash in the sidelines, you know, get it ready to throw in. But the reality of it is is that I think it will be very short-lived. And I think yep. as some of these good news pieces, the trade deals and things like that, start to actually, the impeachment going away, uh, starts to actually hit the, the market, I think you'll see earnings, uh, you know, better as a result. Yeah, embrace technology, folks. That's that's the key. You know, some of the platforms out there, you know, we're working with some of the largest institutions in the world, whether it's Fidelity or Charles Schwab or Ameritrade. And, and you know, having the ability to make these subtle moves along the way, I, I look at some of the technology that we have that we're using today in comparison to where we were 20 years ago. Um, it's just uh, amazing to be able to slowly make these subtle adjustments to take advantage of the volatility. It's huge. Again, if you want to interview our team, 633-1515. If you're out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS. We also use some advanced 
financial planning software, and that's different than the investment planning software. The financial planning software allows you to look at the overall picture and get a, a snapshot of where you are and how your picture looks. And, and somebody said to me, they always ask me, how much money do I need to retire? And I'll say, enough. They'll say, what do you mean by that? Well, you got to find out what your number is. You know, we've got clients that are very happy in retirement and they have $200,000 set aside, but they've got a pension and some Social Security. We also have clients that have $2 million and they're not in a position to be able to retire because it's not enough to pay for their lifestyle. So, what is your number? It's enough. That's the right word, is enough. We need to know what that is. We need to look at your overall picture and we have some software that can help you do that. Go to our website if you need any help, by the way, thefinancialguys.com, 633-1515, our flagship office, Spindrift, out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We haven't talked much about the green light law. I know we've got some questions uh, and uh, some comments coming up. We've got Kevin, Dolores, and Dave up on deck, 1-800-616-9236, Financial Guys uh, Radio Network. We'll be back. I remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican and he was in a rural area and it wasn't known to be Republican and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning and when the farmer heard he was a Republican his jaw dropped and he said wait right here till I go get Ma. She's never seen a Republican before. <laughs> so he got her and the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech and the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that Bess Truman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. <laughs> so he got up on the mound, and when they came back, he gave his speech. And at the end of it, the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a Democratic platform. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle. Place where money meets politics. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. 1-800-616-9236. Need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515. And out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS. I know we're going to go to the phones here in just a second. Um, we will get to, hopefully, um, this uh, Betsy DeVos thing. And, and I, you know, you feel bad for these kids. And I, I really do because they were promised one thing and it's not working out, right? They were no. promised that if they went to school no. and they got loans and they no. went to school and they went to work for a nonprofit <laughs> or for the government, well, to be fair, yeah. they were told that they would have that wiped away. Right. Now they're all out blaming Betsy DeVos. And I'll play this clip and maybe in the next hour if we get a chance. Yeah. Uh, the 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 borrower says they destroyed us. The defrauded loan, student loan borrower decries DeVos policies. Well, guess what? These aren't Betsy DeVos's policies. In fact, Betsy DeVos has accomplished little to nothing right. as the uh, education secretary. I called her out when she was appointed yeah. as education secretary. You need she to get rid of that whole queen. department. <laughs> that whole department needs to go, be but dismantled. But she thinks she's the queen. Or she's, yeah. you know, she flies around the country reading stories of kids and yeah. and getting her, her photo up. Well, that's not what a what the secretary of education should be doing. What she should be doing is winding down the uh, education department and, and closing it down. She's out there advocating for yet another government agency. But what's amazing to me, and we'll talk about this hopefully in the next hour, is that you would think that both the Democrats and the Republicans would be on the side of smaller government because the government seems to fail 
uh, or let people down on a regular basis, no matter what it is. So the government takes over student loans, and lo and behold, they don't have the back-end mechanism to actually service the student loans. Boy, who would have thought that, (laughs) right? It's just like Obamacare. Yeah. They couldn't get the website working. Take over the student loans. Let's guarantee loans for everybody right. and watch the price of a college education Soar. skyrocket Sky as rocket. these young kids have no clue what they're signing <laughs> up for because yep. they don't owe the money till later. So don't worry yep. about it, right? And you, and you get that philosophy degree and you'll you'll make it up right. just because, right. just because. But it's, but it's right? Betsy DeVos's fault. It's Trump's fault, right? Yeah. These are not Trump's policies. No. Obamacare took over the the uh, the student loan uh, uh yeah, uh, the, Obama you know, was the, the one that industry. promised we'd pay you back, right? If you right, got exactly. if you worked that's for a nonprofit, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... So anyway, we'll talk about that next hour. Hopefully, I'd love to get some of these clips, but it seems as if both Republicans and Democrats, everybody is well, clamoring the, well, and the, advocating for bigger government. Yeah, it's, when bigger government fails and the big bureaucracy fails every single time. Yeah, and the Democrats always want bigger government to solve the last government's problem, the government problem before, but the Republicans just seem to watch it. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. They just seem to get popcorn. They seem to get popcorn and just hang out and watch them. They are. They're just happy to be there. (laughs) They're just just happy to be there. That's right. They're just happy to be there. They get there and they're like, you know what? (laughs) I don't want to ruffle too many feathers because I like my pension too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Let's welcome welcome Kevin and Pendleton. I'm going to go and order her. How are you, Kevin? Yeah, man, I wish I could say better, but uh, could I, uh, I have two questions for you guys, but before I do, could I just do a quick shout-out, slap down to David from Toronto? You know, David, based on your accent, I assume you're from India, Pakistan, or somewhere in the Southern Asian region. Yeah. And I have this question for you. How can you support and love Justin Ballerina Boy Trudeau and hate Donald Trump? I mean, and before you troll us out there, try to point me out as being a xenophobic racist I want to let you all know, I'm a politically independent, naturalized American from the Caribbean, and damn proud of it. And if everything was handy-dandy where I came from, right, then I wouldn't be here. You stayed there. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That's right. In the land of the free and the home of the brave. The weather is better there, that's (laughs) for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't come to Buffalo for the weather, right? After leaving, what, Trinidad? Well, Trudeau, by the way, his uh, numbers last, I think last month the uh, Canadians lost 77,000 jobs, or we created 266,000. Yeah. So. Hey, you know what, Kevin? It, it, it's honest to gosh, it's two Dennis. different realities. Dennis Prager wrote the perfect piece, and he's 100% right. Yep. Really? They live in an alternative reality. You know, so anyway, that, that was, I just want to give that out to, to him. Yeah. I, I can't believe these people. But, Glenn, Mike, uh, this is my two questions to you. As you know, I'm the regional coordinator for the Western New York region of the Divide New York State Caucus. And here's my concern about New York State and the 2020 elections and even the rest of this country with the passing of this green light law. It puts the entire election at risk. And I have this question to ask. What is the Republican Party doing to address this? And I'm speaking now also here in New York State because... Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Your answer is nothing. In fact, many of the Republicans are now retiring. Yes. <laughs> They're throwing their hands up and saying, I'm out. This state is screwed. Pardon my yeah. French, man. Yeah, no this doubt. state is going to be a mess, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. It's gonna. You're going to see pockets of success. You will always see pockets of success. And what you'll see, by the way, is the gap between the wealthy and the poor get yeah. wider. There will be wealthier people here in, in New sure. York State, but there will be a lot more poor people. The same is true, just like California. Watch it. When they say, oh, it can't get worse, it can't get worse, uh-huh. they said that about pick pick something that the Democrats run and say it can't get worse, right? The east side of Buffalo, 
Uh, people said 30 years ago, that can't get worse. Well, now it's a war zone. When the, when the uh, graduation rates in the city of Buffalo were 65%, they said, oh, they can't get worse. Oh, yes, they can. <laughs> oh, yes, they can. This state can get worse. And, it's, it's, and, and you're seeing more. But by the way, every single week, every single week, we get a call from a, uh, what I would say is an upper, uh, a middle class person, right, family, or, or, a, or a wealthier family that says, we are leaving and we're moving to a business-friendly state. We're moving to some place we fare, feel welcome. The state is going to get worse and worse and worse. And you know something, guys? Even the current GOP chair, Langworthy, does not support the New York State caucus in trying to separate ourselves from New York City, which I think is the only answer we have because we can't rely on the current electoral process in the way it's been rigged by the Democrats. And the, the, the Republicans doing nothing about it. So here's my question. So I know you guys say, okay, the easy way is move. There are folks out here. Well, it's not the easy way. That's the tough the part, Kev. It really is. Uh, you yeah. know, we had some uh, Yahoo last week call and left a nasty message on her. Well, if you don't like it, get out. It's not the easy way. Many of us started companies when we were 21 years old, right? We built those companies up. We have other families that are dependent on our company. We've purchased property here to raise our family. It's not, right? If it was, if it was easy, I, I assure you, we would have cut that <laughs> office out at 305 Spindrift and moved it down to Florida. <laughs> if it was that easy, the population of the state would be half of half. what it is right now. It'd be half. To reach out to, get a delegation or something, to talk to the Republican leadership of New York that they got to support this separation from New York City because yeah. we know it's killing us. What can we do, man? Yeah. You, well, you, if I get a chance to talk about what they're doing in Virginia, and I'm not sure if I will or not, but you know, hopefully we can talk about this with our next guest at the top of the hour, but... What what they're looking at in Virginia, what the Democrat, I'll just give you a tease on this. What the Democrat lawmakers are, they just passed a whole bunch of, of really crazy uh, uh, gun control, way worse than even New York. I mean, it's hard to believe, right? And the sheriffs, just like in New York, are saying we're not going to go out and enforce this. This is this is against the Second Amendment. We're not doing it. And the Democrat legislators are out there saying we're warning the sheriffs, saying if you refuse to enforce this, we'll send the National Guard. And I'm telling you, nobody wants to get to that level. But if it goes there and New York follows suit, that's when the, the, you know, the, 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 the spark of the, of the problems really begin. And that's when you want to talk about separation. It'll yeah. be separation all right. Yep. It'll be by force. Yep. And, and unfortunately, that, nobody wants to, to engage in that kind of a, no. of a process again. You know, we lost millions and millions of Americans in the last Civil War. But this is where the Democrats want to push it now, is they're pushing it to say, okay, fine, we'll just, you know, we'll just engage with, with you know, the, the, the military, the National Guard, to enforce our will. And in Virginia, much like New York, there's a handful of pockets, right? Just a couple little pockets, yep. Fairfax, that destroy Norfolk, the, that destroy the, the state. rest of the yep. state. The whole state's red, yep. except for a couple little pockets. Geographically, like they get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, well, as I leave you, I just want to say that, uh, look, I think right now uh, the, 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 the GOP here in New York is part of the problem and not the solution. So as mem- and at a federal level, too. Do something. Let's. let's I, I gotta become a Republican if I have to to try to do something about it. What we need to do, really, on all honesty, Kevin, is next time one of these Republicans holds a town hall or a rally or anything, we need to have a couple hundred people there yeah. in force to say, "This is what the, we demand of you." The challenge. And if you're not going to do it, then go away. The challenge. We're all working. That's yeah. the challenge. Right? The, the, yeah. The cha- Well, that's number one. <laughs> number two is, you know, the the Cuomo administration. It's so corrupt here. Yeah. That, you know, if you're a business owner, do you really want to put your family through that, right? 
and and many business owners are saying no. We'll just move to we'll as just move to running? Florida. Yeah, running for office. Yeah, well, no, right. nobody wants right. to run who, for office. Who wants to think... go up against Krupp Cuomo? Yeah. Uh, Cuomo, right? I mean, when when he was running against uh, um, Carl, they were stalking out his daughter. Right. <laughs> I mean, who yeah. you know? That's that's a pretty big commitment. Not a big commitment on your part or my part or Glenn's part, but it's a big commitment on your family's part, right? All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Financial Guys Radio Network. We'll get to your calls and questions on the other side of the break. We'll be back. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And we have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. So, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So mm. screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I added to screw you, of course, but <laughs> we've done this show for 20 years. Ever. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys Radio Network. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. We are here until 3 o'clock. Esther Goulias, the tax lady, taking over at 3. And uh, make sure you look at, go to our website, by the way, all of our upcoming training sessions. Esther Goulias will be in our office uh, for one of the educational breakouts. So go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, and whether it's Social Security planning, Medicare planning, estate planning, uh, we have uh, different training sessions every week right at our flagship office, 305 Spindrift. If you're out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS if you'd like a complimentary consultation. If you think like us, we get to work Monday through Friday with folks that think like us, so use us as a resource. Again, 833-FINGUYS and, of course, 633-1515 here in western New York. And, Glenn, we've got some special guests in studio with us here, Gene Sibick. And uh, John Ariola, Ariolia, Ariola, Ariola. Okay, sorry about that, Ariola. And uh, we're going to be talking about Article by the Convention of States, right? Correct. So tell me a little bit about why you're here. Well, I'm going to let John answer that because he's more of a pro on it, expert on it than I am. Okay, <laughs> I'm relatively new to this. All right. Well, the uh, the federal government is obviously out of control. And uh, we feel like we have a solution that's as big as the problem. Okay. Um, the, when the Constitution was passed, it was the states who created the federal government. That's right. I think a lot of people forget Court. that, right? right? The states created the federal government, right? And under the Tenth Amendment, any powers that were not delegated to the federal government were supposed to be left to the states and to the people. Yeah. That's obviously not where we are today. Right. And uh, so what uh, Convention of States has is a proposal – 
to have the states go out and amend the Constitution. Most people don't know that the states have the ability to amend the Constitution. Right. It's never been done before. Right. Uh, Article 5 of the Constitution allows the Congress, when two-thirds of the Congress votes for it, uh, ratified by three-quarters of the states. Um, so Congress has always been the one who amended the Constitution, but the states also were given that power, and they've never done it. Um, a lot of the reason is because it's a little bit like herding cats, trying to get 50 states to do anything. Yeah, um, <laughs> let alone one. But let me, let me ask you this. Have, all, have some states already passed a resolution? It's been – that's the part that amazes me is that when I talk to people, no one's heard of, of the movement and the, and the uh, project. It has been passed by 15 states already. It has also been passed by single chambers in seven other states. Mm -hmm. So there are 22 states that have passed this legislation, and nobody's heard of it. Right. What are you, what are you hoping to change? Um, well, so there's literally – so um, I'll, I'm going to start by saying that um, the, the states have never amended the Constitution because Congress doesn't want them to, and Congress has made it exceedingly difficult for the states right. to amend. Because there's two ways to do it, right? Congress, states. Exactly. Yep. John – um, you mentioned it as far as people are not familiar with it. Uh, that's the question I have. I'm relatively new to this movement. What do we need to do to make people more aware? And those that are that want to become more aware, how do they get more involved in but this more process? More importantly than that, let me let me cut you off for a second. I'm sure. sorry, but what are you trying to accomplish? Well, I'm still okay. not clear as to what do you want to amend. Um, so what the here um, that's why I was kind of laying the groundwork uh, for the whole idea that the states have never done it before. Um, Congress has required that every amendment application be identical, and there's nothing about that in the Constitution. There is no requirement. The states should be able to get together anytime they want to discuss anything they want, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what Congress has done is required that if, if they apply for an amendment, the, the amendment application has to be identical among all the applying states. Okay. And so what um, Convention of States has done that's a little bit different is instead of saying we want a balanced budget, for example, what they've done is they've created language that is subject matter. And the wording of, of what they want the states to pass is exactly this. It says they want to limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, impose fiscal restraints, and place term limits on federal officials. Gotcha. That okay. is the language. So you get the states together in, con in convention, and they can debate anything along those lines. Um, I think that's a, a brilliant way for the states together to get together and not have to have uh, you know not have to have a specific amendment that they're trying to pass. Gotcha. Cool. Gotcha. Makes uh, sense. All right. Uh, we're, I'm going to be. By the way, give me one second because I'm going to clean up some of the phone lines here. and We're going to get back to you. Okay. So John sure. Ariola and uh, Gene Civic. We're talking about the Convention of States, Article Five. Uh, I want to hop on board 1-800-616-9236. Uh, we'll clean up the phone lines here, and we'll get back to our special guest. Um, actually, before we do that, I did want to uh, sneak in Mike Sparazzo, who's been patiently waiting. Mike, how are you, sir? Mike is uh, head of our uh, property casualty division, and uh, property casualty is insuring your home, your automobiles, your uh commercial property, right, your boats. And uh, Mike has over 25 different lines that he can shop. Now, Mike, I want to ask you. You got a whole new market now, Mike. You got a whole new market. Illegal <laughs> immigrants, as of Monday, uh, in the How's state your Spanish, of New York, Mike? <laughs> will be able to uh, to uh, apply for a driver's license. And I'm sure, I'm positive that as they walk down to the DMV and get their license, and they're going to insure their vehicle. And because of that, we've been assured by the Democrats that uh, that the uh, in, the insurance rates are going to go down. 
So, so let me start with that. I don't know how they can ever even accurately say that. I don't know the answer whether they're going to go up or down, but you know, actuaries definitely don't have a ton of experience with this, so I don't know that anybody knows what's going to happen with this. I mean, for me, though, more importantly, you're adding more drivers to the road. You know, you're adding less experienced drivers on the road. It, it, you know, it's no different than adding somebody who's not used to driving in the States or driving at all. Yeah, or with the steering wheel on the other side of the car. Or doesn't know how to speak English or doesn't <laughs> know how to read the signs. <laughs> That's no like, listen, I mean, to be honest, I don't. when I go to Mexico, and I've been there several times, we either take taxis or we rent cars. Right. Because I don't read Spanish. So right. I can't read the traffic signs right. to feel safe enough to be able to navigate and drive a car in a in a in a foreign country like right. that, I wouldn't do the same thing in in, in France yeah. or, or, and, or not, uh, and not to say that they're Spain. all going to be bad drivers, but there's probably a very I would think a higher probability that they they might uh, cause an accident, right? Which would then uh, somebody's got to pay for that. Well, that's the thing too. And I was just going to say, you know, like driving a different country, even driving in a different state, you don't know where you're going. Sometimes you get confused in our own country. So I, I think. I think it's it's a little it's a little alarming because we don't know what will happen with the insurance rates. And the other part of it too is insurance for people that have never had insurance before is not cheap. So if you go look at a, let's say an individual has had a lapse of insurance or who hasn't had insurance over the years, and you try to insure them, I do this all the time. It can be very costly because you're you're coming into the system without a without a, a prior right. month of insurance. So that's the other side. My my where I'm going with that is if it's expensive. People tend to not pay those insurance premiums, right? If they can't afford it, so they're driving cars. Well, these, po- these folks wouldn't break the law. Oh, wait a minute. No. They already did by getting oh. in the country. Sorry. So, no, they would. Yeah, they would break the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the likelihood of them actually getting a driver's license and going and applying for insurance is pretty, pretty. Yeah. Uh, but I would say this it's probably going to give them some sense of self confidence to say, now I have a driver's sure. license. It's okay for me to be out on the roads without insurance. Well, and the other problem, too, is if they get the cheapest insurance, the basic state minimum insurance. That's another problem because then they get in an accident with somebody who has good insurance, and that person with good insurance has to use their own policy or try and sue that individual to gather, you know, to regain, you know, either their vehicle back or to get, you know, pay for medical bills, things like that. It's just it's it's a never-ending cycle there. I don't know that it's going to be. Uh, work out the way everybody seems to think it will. Oh, it never does. No, never does. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Mike. I'm guessing it'll be just the opposite, as usual, where our premiums yeah. will likely go up, not down. I'm sure, <laughs> just like everything yeah, else, just like Obamacare. our state we'll, will we'll be more expensive than every other state. That's not allowing yeah. illegal immigrants right. to get the driver's license. Yeah. Um, let's go back to, let's talk a little bit about our clientele, which is uh, law-abiding citizens, sure. uh, specifically conservatives, who tend to... Uh, who tend to make sure that their automobiles are insured, and you have a number of different lines that can that they can shop to try to save some money, right? Yeah, and you know we have this. It seems like it's a good time of year for some people to look at their insurance because now that the weather's starting to turn. You want to make sure you have all the coverages you need, and you have all the you know liability limits that you should have. Um, you know, it seems like every week we talk to new people, and you know they come in just hey, I want to take a look at everything. Maybe we. We find some coverage they can increase, or we save them, you know, hundreds and sometimes thousands. I had somebody, uh, a client of uh, Jay Blanchard I was working with, he came in and said, I've had this for five years. I just don't know anything about it. 
we save him twelve hundred dollars on a three thousand dollar policy. So wow, wow, look at it. That's a, that's awesome. I give you fourteen minutes. You can shop over twenty five companies. It's so easy. A liberal could do it, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right, uh, buddy. We'll see you six three three fifteen fifteen. Up on that Spanish. Hasta mañana. There you go. <laughs> a whole new market. See, it's yeah. a exciting. it's a job stimulus plan. It is exciting. Totally. It is exciting. And my guess is it will be the first office they'll pick for that uh, for, to sign up for that insurance. All right, six three three fifteen fifteen eight three three Fin Guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Financial Guys Radio Network. We'll be back. We've got John Ariola. Ar- Ariola. I'm, I'm pretty, Ariola. Yes. Sorry, I'm terrible names. Sorry. Right. Gene Civic, and we'll be back talking Convention of States, Article Five. And if you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. You're listening to The Financial Guys. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look... In my country, I can walk into the Oval Office, I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back. John Ariola and Gene Sibick in studio with us. We're talking Convention of States. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, Financial Guys Radio Network. Need us throughout the week, folks. 633-1515 here in Western New York and Buffalo, New York. 833-FINGUYS if you're out in Rochester, whether it's uh, help with your financial planning, uh, independent Medicare experts. Uh, you just heard from Mike Sparaza, independent property casualty. So if you're insuring an automobile, home, boat, uh, over 25 different lines that he can shop to try to uh, save you some money and make sure you're covered the right way. So use our team as a resource. Certified Social Security Claiming Strategist. If you're uh, thinking about retiring, you must think about Social Security, and I would encourage you to sit down with somebody who's actually certified in Social Security. There's a few knockoffs out there that call themselves Social Security guys, and they're not certified. That we have certified experts. The same is true with uh, college or divorce planning, college planning, estate planning. We've got an estate planning attorney right in the office that works with our registered investment advisors and certified financial planners. And uh, so use our team as a resource. Again, 633-1515 here in Western New York and Buffalo and in Rochester, 833-FIN-GUYS. And our website, thefinancialguys.com, which has all of our social media content, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, and our podcast, our weekly podcast, uh, and our YouTube channel as well. So our website, again, thefinancialguys.com. Am I missing anything? All this social media stuff. No, you got it. Social media, Twitter, (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, it's all It just just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I know. We got. We just had another personal marketing team. It used to be easy. Like it was funny when yeah, the, when the internet first came out. I'm like, wow, this is great. What an easy, cheap way and cost effective yes. way to get your name out there. Uh-huh. I want to go back to the what the billboard and just the one retail came, shop. That's <laughs> it's right. cheaper. Yeah. It's easier. Then came Google and they charge you for everything. Yeah. Uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, John Ariola, Convention Estates, along with uh, Gene uh, Civic. And Gene, I cut you off before. Now that I know what you guys are trying to accomplish, and I think that the number one thing is the term limits, right? I mean, I think. 
that would solve 90% of the issues in Washington, right? I mean, having yeah. people like Chuck Schumer that have been there for life, right? You've got yeah. Biden who's going, I got the solution this time. You've been there for 40 years, Joe. <laughs> yeah. like, you just figured it my out favorite is, My favorite is they act like they've never <laughs> yeah. been there. Now like, they've got the solution. Joe, by the way, when, just remember, put me in and I'll fix it. Remember when, he, when Trump was running, he talked about how bad things were. Right. Joe right. Biden was talking about, Joe, yes. you were there for eight years. Eight years, right. <laughs> like, we got to fix the schools. They're, colla- they're crumbling. Our schools are crumbling. Like, <laughs> like, but you, you've been there. You were right. there the whole time. Schumer's the been there the since balance. he's been 22 yeah. or 23 years old. <laughs> right. Well, I like the that ban- you pick on that one because do you think Congress will ever vote to limit their own terms? No, never. No, Only never. the states will do exactly. that, right? right. That's, why, that's why that piece, John, is so important because – the, that's the, the, that fixes most of the other stuff. The balanced budget stuff, to be honest with you, they would just get around that like New York State has done, right? Yeah. You, what you'd end up with, you'd end up with all these different authorities, yeah. right? yes. like New York, the Thruway Authority, the Power Authority, the whatever, Water Authority, and that's where they do these off-balance yeah. sheet yeah. Uh, items. But and the, what you the, end up with is an absolute accounting mess. The, the term limits, though, would not, only, oh, not yeah. only get some of these career politicians out of there, but I think encourage, you know, Hold we were talking about this earlier in the show about who wants to run. You know, yeah. I mean, you're going up against somebody as corrupt as the Cuomo administration. Yep. You know, they're going to stalk your family out. You know, they're going to tire. You know, they've got a hundred million dollar war chest that, you know, is is our taxpayer money. Part of it from the, the Tesla deal and everybody else and all the deals they put together. But so you not only are you going up against this huge war chest, but you're going up yep. against the corruption that, you know, you've got to face. and Your yep. family's got to face. Right? Well, the great part about Convention of States is that this is accomplished through the state legislatures. You don't need governors. You don't need your congressman or your senator in Washington to vote for this. This is all done right at home where you can go see your local in New York, your assembly member or your state senator, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty easy to get to talk to. And that's all you need to do to get it accomplished in the states. And, John, that's what in, – in talking with people when I've uh, spoken about this, I've run into people – a number of them have said, oh, term limits. We're never going to accomplish that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they know the process as far as how that can take place. No, if you're waiting for two-thirds of Congress to vote on it, of course it's not going to happen, right? But if you get two-thirds of the states to impose these kinds of limits on Washington, it can get accomplished. Wait. Uh, if you want to hop on board, 803-0930-STAR-930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236. Uh, Glenn, do you want to wrap up a few phone calls here? Sure, if you All want. Right, um, I've got a few more questions for these uh, gentlemen as well, but we can yeah. go to the phone. Sure. We're going to keep them here till the end, I think, right to three. But okay, uh, Gene's already itching to get out of here for the <laughs> Army-Navy game. But <laughs> we'll hold them. we got a TV here. All right, uh, Dolores in Hamburg, thanks for holding. How are you, Dolores? Hey, thank you. I've changed. I've got another red light here. You guys come up with so much stuff. Regarding this convention of states and the term limits, one of the other problems we have, can it be addressed in this, you cannot have any government job after you have served one or two terms, according to your term limits, in any government agency. In other words, go get a job. (laughs) There is a regular... Sorry. I was going to say, I like that, especially the lobbyists, right? Yes. I, I would love to see a, a lobbyist rule specifically. Yep. Yeah, Sorry, there is a regulatory capture. You know, people go to work for banks, and then they go to work directly for the bank regulator, and then they go back to work for a bank, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, the banks own the regulatory structure mm-hmm. for their own services. Yep, same thing with the media. Yes. Now, there was one other thing that I wanted to bring up, if I may, regarding Ukraine. Uh, the new, the old administration was Pashenko. It was corrupt. It was one billion plus, which was being given to Hunter Biden, and the stepson 
of Kerry, who is the Iranian man who is working with Iran. Yeah, but remember, Joe, so we shouldn't look at that. We should yeah, be really focused on Trump. Yeah, his, his, his bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a new administration. Let's find out what happened to one point something rather billion in the old administration and 440,000 of how much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you have no, no experience in the oil and gas industry doesn't mean you can't become a gas tycoon. So. Yes, that's right. Now, the other thing I'd like to say is in terms of the Constitution, if I may, I get constitutions. If you hear some lady that's giving out constitutions, that's me. Mm-hmm. I get them for like, I think, 30 cents each or something. Nobody ever offers me any money. They just take them and say thank you. But um, it, Hillsdale College at EDU uh, has free classes on the Constitution. I don't know if this gentleman and lady know about that. They're taught by Hillsdale. They take no government money, not even military money, hmm. or somebody that served in the... And they have a great free article thing called Imprimus that is some of the great minds in terms of what yeah, a good newsletter. country. And I think one of the big problems yeah. we're having right now is a smokescreen by the Democrats so they can attack and win the Electoral College. Well, hmm. they're trying to influence the election by this impeachment thing, but... Um you know, you, you, we mentioned uh, in Primus and, and the college. Uh, we forgot to mention this on the Florida show last week, and that is that the governor of Florida, and I'd love to see more governors do this, but he has just instituted a mandatory senior civics course similar to the naturalization test that, uh, that uh, you know, folks that want to become naturalized citizens have to take. And so all seniors now in Florida will have to go through, take a civics course, and pass the civics exam to get their high school diploma. And I think that's something that, hmm. you know, we should be championing all over the country and getting every yep. state to make that a requirement. So this is the same state that actually drug, drug tests people for welfare, though. That's so right. It sounds I mean, like it's, a it's, little bit of common sense down there. Well, we've gotten rid of all that, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we've now, we, we've, you know, tried to eliminate as much of that as possible so people don't know what their options are, and they don't really understand that government was set up to be, and our Constitution yep. was set in such a way as to limit the power of the federal government, yep. not to limit the power and the freedom of the individual people that live in the country, right? That's right. what we've got, unfortunately. Well, that's part of the crisis is at this point, I've seen research here in New York State that uh, 70% of the state's business is federal mandates. Hmm. Um, you know, our own uh, state legislators, they don't have the ability to work on this state's business. They're busy carrying out the federal business. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, John and Gene will talk more about it. We'll talk, we'll talk about the ground game, too, to accomplish some of this stuff when we come back here on Financial Guys Radio Network. You need us throughout the week, folks. We do manage money for a living. If you think like us, 633-1515, uh, flagship office, 305 Spindrift. And if you're in the Rochester area, 833-FIN-GUYS. And don't forget our website, thefinancialguys.com. We'll be right back. Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Alrighty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Network. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys. 
Special guest in studio, John Ariola and uh, Gene Sibick, and we were talking about uh, the Convention of States, Article 5, and uh, really the provision of being able to, to amend the Constitution. And, uh, you know, during the break we were talking about, you know, what, what would prevent us and I don't mean to steal your thunder, but Gene, you were talking about talking. That was one of my questions: right. is what what would prevent us from taking out the Second Amendment of freedom of speech or things that actually are important to us as conservatives? Or some renegade group coming in and hijacking the agenda that has their own agenda and saying, "Okay, you know what? The heck's with the uh, yeah. uh, balanced budget or term right. limits. Like the Democrats. This is what we what want. If the, what if the Democrats got in charge of this? Right." <laughs> Uh, there will be people on all sides of the debate that enter. Uh, so basically what happens is the legislatures of the states pass a resolution. When 34 states, that's two-thirds of the states, get together to amend, they're going to pick delegates to send to this convention. And the purpose of the convention, again, is to limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. Mm. So a removal of the Second Amendment is not going to come up for debate. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the way the convention would operate would be familiar to any of our state legislators, any of our federal uh, senators or congresspeople. They, uh, you know, when they come up to uh, debate Obamacare, for example, they don't allow them to start debating other things. So this is going to be a convention for the purposes of uh, uh, holding back the power of the federal government. One of the and, other th well, one of the big things that I really uh, I'd like to to stress is that people are worried about a runaway convention when what we have right now is a runaway federal government. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one to worry less saw. about the convention. One of the things John and I have talked about, even just coming in here, this isn't something that's a bar uh, partisan issue. I'm sure there's, and John can expound on this as far as just taking New York State as an example, sure. that this should be a bipartisan issue, whether it's Democrat, Republican, yeah. conservative, liberal. Um, the whole issue is not just one group. Well, if yeah, it's I totally passed, agree with that. Yeah, I if totally it's passed. It's, sorry, go ahead. Uh, if it's passed, Governor Cuomo becomes more powerful in New York State, right? He, has, he does not have to listen to Washington as much. He becomes less of a lackey of Washington, along with all the other governors in the other 50 states. Or was it 57 well, states? I can't remember. Exactly. We were talking earlier about the um, Education Department and the fact that you know, the government, yet again, has let down uh, people. Now, the folks that they let down predominantly – are on the left because those are the folks that went to work for nonprofits and went to work for the federal government uh, that were hoping to have their loans, uh, you know, wiped away. Well, it, you know, it seems as if it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, the government, no matter what policy they're trying to put in place, falls flat on their face about nine out of every 10 times, right, or out of 99 out of every 100 times. So it would seem that both sides, the left and the right, at least from the citizenry, not from the politicians, of course, would want a smaller federal bureaucracy. You, because you, you would think that, though, Glenn, but now they're supporting a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren who's saying, look, it, we'll just pay for it all. <laughs> I, would, you know, I, would, I would highlight that um, at a time of peace and prosperity, this country on its budget is spending more than a trillion dollars more than it takes in in taxes. Right. And if you watch what the growth of the national debt is, it's more than a trillion per year mm -hmm. that they're actually spending. Well, right? yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we are at peace now. <laughs> um, we're definitely not at peace. I mean, we still have service members in Afghanistan and the yeah. Middle East and around the world. So I wouldn't really no consider doubt. it a time of being at That's peace. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Can I just do one thing with just to take a, a sidebar for a second? Because I'm going to forget to get this done, and I already forgot for the entire show, and that is to plug another fundraiser. Yes, I was just thinking that too. Glenn. I That's was thinking, fine. oh, my gosh, here we are again yep. at the end of the show, and I forgot again. Yep. Hey, look, folks, this is a, for a, a friend of ours. It's a, the friend of the financial guys. 
they are raising money for a liver transplant for Brian, who is a Border Patrol agent. His uh, his brother is with ICE. His cousin is with Immigration on Arizona, who is providing the uh, the the is the donor the the part of the liver for the transplant. Genetic he disease, is, by the way. Genetic yeah, he's disease. suffering from a genetic disease. His grandfather died of the same disease. Uh, he's a single parent with a 16-year-old child, and uh, since we started plugging this, uh, we've been able to raise close to 15,000. Now they're at 33,000, but the goal is to get to 60 or more. So go to our our website at thefinancialguys.com. About midway down the page, you'll find the link to the GoFundMe page. You know, during this holiday season, I would love to get this to the goal of 60,000 before Christmas, if at all possible. I think it would make their holiday at least a little bit more enjoyable to take some of the the pressure off of the bills that are going to be receiving coming very shortly because the surgery is set in a Pittsburgh hospital for January. So we got to get this done for them, and we got to get it done now. So anything you can do, $5, $10, $50, $100, we even had a $500 come in. Anything you can do is very, very much appreciated. Uh, You have our personal thank you. And, again, go to our uh, website at thefinancialguys.com to find the link for the GoFundMe page for Brian's liver transplant. Yep, thank and you. our listeners have been awesome. So Thanks we thank have. you again. Western Go New to York, f- wonderful people. Financial guys for help. Um, Gene, what's the ground game for this? How, how do we accomplish some of this stuff, especially in a state like New York? How do we get uh, New Yorkers involved? Well, uh, people go to conventionofstates.com. Uh, there is all the educational material there. You sign the petition. We forward your petition on to your state legislators so mm-hmm. that they know that they're Uh, voters want this to happen. And uh, if you're in the New York area, if you're in this area, you'll get a welcome email directly from me personally. Uh, We're always looking for, uh, you know, volunteers, people uh, that need to hear this message. We'll do public speaking. Uh, We need to get the the word out to uh, the, the ground people. Yeah. People um, out on the ground. Sorry. Is, is there a phone number, a website, or anybody that you would want to plug for volunteers on a local level here? Uh, when you sign the petition, it asks if you okay. want to volunteer. So gotcha. you can check that box and let us know. All right. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, let's go. We're going to wrap up some of the, uh, well, not wrap up. If you want to hop on board, 1-800-616-9236. Again, 1-800-616-9236. But I am uh, going to go to some phone calls here. So let's see who's been waiting the longest here. John in Rochester first. How are you, John? Hey, guys. You know, the Convention of States, uh, I was going to say, I, I thought there was maybe uh, eight or nine states that have uh, gotten approvals for this. Fifteen, I think you Fifteen. Said, right? oh, Fifteen okay. states have passed it already, <clears throat> and seven states have had a single house uh, in their state pass it. So it's actually passed in 22 states. 22 states, wow. That's... And nobody knows about it. Hmm. Right, right. And you need, what, 34? 34. Wow. We have 15, so we're almost halfway there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. As far as the Inspector General's report, that came out this week. And Horowitz uh, would not commit to saying it was politically motivated by the FBI, but he, the report, uh, I, I saw some of the testimony, and he said that his report will be a blueprint for the criminal investigation because he let wasn't me, able to. Yeah, let, me, let me correct you, though, because actually the report says that there's no basis that to, there was no evidence that it, there was any sort of political stuff, but it doesn't say that there it wasn't. So, you know, what I'm saying does that make sense? Yeah. So what the report actually says is we were able to find no hard evidence that there was political motivation. It doesn't mean there wasn't political motivation. And that's basically what the report said. Like, this is likely politically motivated. We just couldn't find evidence to refute that it wasn't. 
Well, I was brainwashed. I read the Buffalo News and the Democrats. Well, there's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) You're still buying it, huh, John? Come on, John. Keeping them afloat, buddy. You're keeping them afloat. (laughs) A good sports page. Keeping them afloat. I I do what any good liberal would want me to do, which is I go to the Buffalo News and try to get the information for free online. That's right. I want to redistribute Warren Buffett's wealth to me. Right. I like to know what, what the enemy is uh, thinking, and I, I give them some... I do, too. I just don't want to pay for it. I'm sick yeah. of giving them money for it. But, but as far as uh, Horowitz goes, uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm optimistic that uh, uh, Durham and, of course, Barr will use that as in further investigation. Well, you've got a criminal investigation going on as well. So the, the Inspector General's report is one thing. But you have a, a, a parallel report going on or investigation going on, which is a criminal investigation by the Justice Department. Uh, so that's going to be the more important thing is do they levy charges or suggest charges against any of the, you know, the, the participants in the 2016 uh, because he's got a much broader powers to look into it. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're going to find that there are going to be some charges most likely. Yep. <laughs> Will they be against Hillary? I doubt it. No. Should they be? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's a part of this issue that I think people are missing. We have a secret court that judges us, and we have no ability to confront them, right, and put our own side of the evidence there. Uh, The FISA court, that stands for Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, right? That's not supposed to be used against American citizens, period. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, American people being surveilled at this point under, uh, call it mission creep. A presidential candidate and his campaign were being surveilled with false information that the DNC and Hillary Clinton paid for. It, the, the, if I had known, I supported President Bush and the Patriot Act after 9-11. I think most Americans were, were on board with, hey, you know, let's oh. crack down on, on money you know, moving overseas to you know, terrorist organizations. Let's, let's rein in and let's make sure that we never have ever, ever, ever again a 9-11. And I was absolutely in support of the Patriot Act. But if I had known then, yeah, unintended what consequences. I know now, <laughs> I would have absolutely said, no way in hell should we allow the federal government to seize that kind of power. And now you have this ginormous NSA, this huge intelligence apparatus, which is spending gajillions of dollars that we have no idea. Remember they said, no, no, we're not collecting your phone calls. We're just collecting the metadata. And then (laughs) then, uh, uh, was it uh, Eric Snowden or whatever his name was, Released all the data. Said, "Oh no, they're not only they co- they're collecting everything. They're they got collecting your emails. They got your voices. Yep. They got yep. everything. Every conversation you have, every place you go, every text you make, email, website. They got it all, folks. They Scary. are watching every aspect of our life. It's absolutely frightening. And they they're holding get, it. They're holding it for holding. potential future use against you. Yep. Didn't Things they just that get are Nunes's, not uh, Nunez's uh, like phone calls. Yep." Things that are not illegal today could be illegal right. 10 years from now right. or 20 or years from now. Frowned upon. Look at what they're doing for folks that wear a MAGA hat, right? I mean, you wear a MAGA hat. You put a MAGA hat in your front of your car and put a bumper sticker on, and you're being harassed. You have the, you have the possibility of actually being assaulted in certain cases. What happens when we get to a point when the federal government decides that if you don't wear the hat, they're going to out you anyways because they see your patterns on the websites you go to and the emails that you've sent, and they know you're part of the political party that they don't like, and so they use that data to now punish you. I mean, China is doing that, right? They're jailing people. That's what it gets to at some point. Now, we're a long way off of that point, but 
that is the road. That's the end destination of where this road leads. And yeah. unfortunately, if I had known that, I you know obviously I think most of us would have said no way. But yep. Right. Bush was part of the giant system, you know, the, the giant establishment, the Bushes, the Clintons, you know. Yep. Hey, John, thanks for the call, buddy. Keep up the fight, guys. Thanks, John. I right. appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break here. If you need us throughout the week, folks, Financial Guys, Radio Network, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, if you think like us, use our team as a resource. Uh, somebody said you got to talk about what certified means. Well, certified means they, they uh, our, our uh, advisors have a specific certification. They've gone and challenged an exam to really say I am an expert, and specifically in the case of Social Security, they are certified Social Security claiming strategists. So they have gone with advanced training to really understand not only how to maximize your Social Security, but how it works in conjunction with your overall financial plan. And we have certified experts, and the certified Medicare experts, they are AHIP certified, different type of certification, allows them to be able to look at different plans and customize and make sure they understand your needs, your goals and objectives, and they can match it up with the proper plan. So certified experts in a number of different places, whether it's uh, Social Security, divorce planning, uh, Medicare planning, and of course, registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, and chartered financial analysts. And I've been saying forever, we've been bringing Wall Street to Main Street. Paul Meeks, once again, I think he was on uh, CNBC again this week, on uh, the week before, Paul, a major part of our investment committee and team, and uh, a regular on CNBC, bringing Wall Street to Main Street. Use our team as a resource, 633-1515. And if you're out in the Rochester area, 833-FINGUYS. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Gene and John here. Uh, Paula and Rambo Jim up on deck. Uh, Financial Guys Radio Network. Don't turn the dial. So will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. Although I've been around for a while, I can remember when a hot story broke and the reporters would run in yelling, stop the chisels. But I am aware of my age. When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me. You're listening to The Financial Guys, local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. By the way, Merry Christmas. Tis the season for that. Yeah, we Merry do Christmas, say that here in, uh, on The Financial Guys Radio Network. Merry Christmas and um, hope your holiday season is going well. Ours was we had our uh, work a uh, holiday Christmas party this week. It was a blast at uh, Salvatore's on Thursday night. Rochelle in our office was sort of the, um, she was the one to put it all together, and we had a lot of fun. And I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Salvatore's. They did a great job as well. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. So uh, Yeah, that bartender, by the way, was amazing. We had a lot of people. We had like 75 <laughs> that bartender people. was well, here's amazing. What I'm saying. We had 75 people. We had yeah. one bartender. I thought, oh, man, it's going to yeah. be a long line for drinks. And I'm telling you what. He was amazing. I mean, yes. he really did a great job. There was never a line at the bar. Nobody was ever waiting. Everybody was served. Everybody had a great time. And the service from the food to the bartender to 
you know, even the staff that that uh, that cleared the room, uh, they all did a great job. So yes. hats off to, to Salvatore. We got a lot of stuff, Mike, that we didn't get to. So I'm going to hold this for next week because obviously we only have about 10 minutes left in today's show. We want to finish up with our special guests. I know I want to get yeah. some phone lines as well. Student but next loans. week, I will save this waste report because there's some doozies in here. That's yeah, a good one that, to wrap uh, up the year, anyways. Oh, right? yeah. Make us a feel good going into 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. If there was ever a reason for a, a, a control on federal spending, uh, yeah. Some of these would, would be it, for sure. Well, you know, during the break, uh, John, you were talking about, you know, the um, uh, uh, things like the Department of Education, right? And when did, when did, when did, the, when did education shift from being a state-run yep. thing to a federal Well, thing, it's right? been a long progression. You know, we yeah. had the progressive era back in the uh, early 1900s, and uh, we passed an income tax, right. uh, which lets the federal government reach right into your pocket, which right. was strictly prohibited by the Constitution. Uh, we passed the Federal Reserve Act that allows, uh, you know, private entity to start printing our right. currency, uh, backed at, by nothing at this point. Yeah. Uh, we took away the state's ability to appoint uh, their senators. The senator was the state's voice in Washington. We elected uh, our, our representatives, we the people, and the states appointed the senators. Yeah. And so that is where the states lost all of their voice in Washington. Right. From that yeah. day, it was just game on for the federal government to do whatever it wanted to do. Yeah. Yep. Well, we and have a separation of powers, powers, right? Well, yeah. That's it's, the part that really scares me. I, I don't think people recognize when you get to these regulatory agencies, we think that we have a government that has a separation of powers, right? The, legislator, the legislature creates the laws, the executive executes them, and the judiciary judges them but when you get to the uh, uh, the IRS or the education department or right. uh, well you know, they, the they EPA, would never use the IRS to abuse no, us no. <laughs> <laughs> no. but if you happen. think about it those agencies all create their their own laws and they execute right. them and they also judge your innocence or guilt on those laws right, right. which is unconstitutional right because Absolutely. it was supposed to be the power to the Congress to make those laws not the power to unelected bureaucrats and I've heard some movements around that as well to bring that back to say, no, no, no. If you're going to pass any sort of new regulatory anything, it's got to be a, a duly passed piece of legislation, not a enacted p rule. For, and that's where I think Trump has done a really good job, by the way, is Obama really you know, used the power. Well, used his executive the, authority. To, yeah, yeah. To, and used yep. these agencies, these unelected bureaucrats, to your point, the EPA, yeah. the IRS, the and, yep. and many others to – really expand the size and scope of the federal government through massive amounts of new regulations. And that hurts everybody. And whether, again, you're a Democrat or Republican, it hurts you. Whether you're a consumer or a business owner, it hurts you. It hurts all of us. No one's saying go to no regulations. And I think that's the argument that the Democrats always come back with as well. You would just as soon have Bethlehem Steel polluting the Lake Erie again. No, of course not. Nobody's saying that. There you can have a basic level of, of framework of, of rules. But when you get to a point where somebody can't dig a ditch or a pond on their own property without the federal government and a federal bureaucrat granting you permission to do something like that when it really impacts can't, nobody else. Yeah. I don't even think you can cut your own hair, right, without a permit anymore. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right. What do, you, do you guys have any final thoughts here? I want to try to get to just wrap up a few well, of these phone calls here, if that's right. I was just thinking, John, a lot of these people might be new to convention estates. Yep. Real quick, can you t say what the main issues are, what they're trying to accomplish? Well, we have a financial crisis in this con country with $23 trillion in debt being added to at the rate of about $1.5 per year. 
We have a regulatory crisis, and obviously our uh, rep- so-called representatives in Washington uh, barely represent we the people anymore, right? And that, uh, if you bring that power back down to the states, you have closer contact with the people who actually make the decisions, yeah. your own state legislators, right? So go to Convention of States, sign the petition, and help us get a, go- a ground game going. Sounds good. Yeah. And, you know, looking at like the EPA as an example, and it's not a Republican or a Democrat thing, right? Rick Perry uh, said, oh, I was going to dismantle all that, wasn't he? Right. And then he yeah, gets the a job the and department. says, or the energy department, sorry. Yeah, yeah. the energy department. He was going to, he was going to dismantle the energy department until he got the job. Mm-hmm. Then he got yeah. the job and he goes, hey, this gig's not too bad. Well, <laughs> Alan Greenspan, Alan Greenspan was a fan of the gold standard until he became Federal Reserve Chairman, yeah. right? right. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how that changes. Yeah, right? the, hey, this, this pension's not so bad. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. Exactly. Well, John and Gene, thank you again for joining us today and, and sharing this information with our listeners. That's really important. Thank yep. you. Well, uh, thanks for having us. Let me seek in Paula here. She's been patiently waiting. Paula, North Carolina, how are you? North Carolina, by the way. Thank you for listening online. Love your show. He had to get out of New York State. Couldn't take more of the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the weather, Paula. According to Andrew Cuomo, you only left for the weather. Yeah, it's going to be 55 today, which is fine for winter. Yeah. But anyways, I used to work for the Department of Ed Collection Agency. Now, let me tell you how these kids are getting in trouble. First of all, the Department of Education is not a collection agency. So what they do is they state they dish out the loans, they contract out the loans to these credit collect to these agencies. When they do that, the agencies take total control of the loan. They add twenty six hundred dollars immediately onto the loan. Now the interest goes from annually to daily. Yep. We can't find these kids. We can't figure out where they work. No. It, within six months, it goes to another agency. They do pa- too. They Paula, back up for a second yep. because we didn't educate these kids on any type of financial uh, money planning, right? I mean, they know Spanish or French when they leave high school, but they have no but, clue about credit card debt or compound interest. None of but, that. But what's happening, though, to, to her point, is that they're, the kids are, first of all, the system is set up wrong. It's bad. Once the government took over the system, it was a disaster. But the fact that they're using some of these credit collection agencies, which at times can be unscrupulous, they're going to add the maximum amount of fees, right? It was a different story when the banks actually handled this, and it was in the hands of the private sector. And we will talk hopefully next week a lot on this particular topic. So yeah. hopefully we'll call back in again. But finish yeah. your thoughts. I'm sorry. Okay. That sounds great. Because my, could you want to know what I think my solution might be? Here? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I think the government should take back the loans, wipe out all the and all the other fees that they've been put on. These ten thousand dollar loans are now thirty thousand. Get them back to yep. ten. Give them a one two percent interest rate and a payment based on their income, and they have a great chance of getting that money paid back. Hmm. What What about turning it back to the private sector? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay well, with all what you said. I'm okay with saying, okay, all those extra fees. The, okay, yes, I agree with that. The we private can, sector would, would have that done that, right? The private sector right. would have sector would have analyzed the amount of risk that right. that loan would have would have put on the books of that bank right. and it would have determined a certain interest rate and it would have put together a, a plan and said, "Look at, I'll give you the loan or I won't give you the loan because I believe you're going to pay me back." We have a structural problem here. Wiping out the debt is is only a temporary fix, right? It'd be the same thing at the federal level. Right? We're yeah. talking about the federal government. If we wiped out the 23 trillion dollars in debt, they just bring would it right back. Be any better off? <laughs> Of course, we'd be better off, but yeah. only temporarily because they're adding a, mil- a, bill- a trillion and a half a year, right? Yeah. To, to, that we just build doesn't, right back up. Doesn't again, fix so. the problem, yeah. Yeah, but call back next hey, week. We're going to spend a lot more time on this, and I would love to get more of your input and have you participate next week's show for sure. Okay. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate right. it. I'm going to sneak in real quick, Rambo Jim. Rambo Jim, you got about 30 seconds, buddy. I know you've been on hold forever. Wait. 
Um, there's no such thing as the Virginia National Guard. There's no such thing as the New York State National Guard or the Texas National Guard or any other state. What comes before the National Guard, guys, is the United States Army. President Trump, if they use the Virginia National Guard to go door-to-door or any other kind of nonsense for gun control, has the authority as Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces to give the Virginia National Guard a stand-down order if necessary. Yeah. Right. Well, I think the fear is that when he's not there, right, and there's an Obama back in office. Exactly. <laughs> right. But the fact that these lawmakers are coming up with it, I mean, there's these Democrats in, in, uh, in the legislature. Shows you Virginia. how delusional I mean, they are. Yeah. Democrat uh, Representative Don McEchin yeah. basically just added the idea, we'll cut off your state funds, we won't give the funding to the sheriff's departments, and worst-case yeah. scenario, guys, guys. we'll call it the National Guard. Hello? Real quick. Yeah, real quick. Um, when Reagan was president, I think it was the, minute the governor of Minnesota told President Reagan, you can't send my National Guard units to, your, to where it was, Guatemala, yeah. Salvador. Yes. And you know what President Reagan told him? Oh, no, I'm commander-in-chief. Your National Guard goes where I tell them to yep. go. Hey, Jim, thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, John and Gene, thank you so much. Right, uh, conventionofstates.com? All right, perfect. We'll have you guys on again in the near future. Mike Thanks, Lomas, Michael Financial Guys, Radio Network.